I'm Ezra Fieldsmeyer. And I'm Casey Cantrell. And welcome to Animation and Beyond. Yes, and on this episode, we are talking about friendships in animation. A couple of weeks ago, we did something about villains, so we thought we'd do something a little more positive this time around. Yes, I know. What animated shows and movies are we talking about today? SpongeBob, Big Hero 6, and Home. Which the last one is by DreamWorks. I don't think as many people know about that one. So I'll be interested to talk about that with you. Yep. Okay. So before we get started, let's answer last week's trivia question, which was what famous music duo created the music for the second Peanuts movie, Snoopy Come Home? That was the Sherman Brothers. Richard M. and Robert B. Sherman. Mm-hmm. They did movies for famous classic films, especially classic Disney films like Mary Poppins, Bedknobs and Broomsticks, The Aristocats, The Jungle Book, Winnie the Pooh and others. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, did they work on any other Peanuts movies or was it just that one? I think only that one. Uh-huh. But they also did the original Parent Trap film from 1961 as well. Oh, good to know. Okay, so that was the answer to last week's trivia question. Stick around to the end of this episode for a new one. For now, let's do a segment called Easter Egg. So as a reminder for everybody, Easter Egg, we talk about some Easter Egg that Ezra knows about in one or many animated films and talk a little bit about the background. So Ezra, what is this week's Easter egg? A113. Okay, what is that? A number that's appeared in every movie Pixar made as well as several Disney films. Interesting. And why has it appeared in those movies? Because that's where, um, where a lot of the animators and people from Pixar the room number was A113 at CalArts. Yeah, so a lot of the animators and artists who worked at Pixar and would work on other Disney movies, they went to CalArts together, and I guess they just shared that one classroom a lot, and so it became a, a bit of an inside joke for them. Yep. And what are some examples of that, of that number appearing in Pixar movies? In the Toy Story movies, it was on the license plate in the back of Andy's mom's car. It was on the camera from the scuba diver in Finding Nemo. It was on the license plate of Mater in Cars. It was somewhere in Up when Carl was sent to court. And in several Disney animated films as well, like a few times in Lilo and Stitch, as well as on the trolley in The Princess and the Frog. Also seen in Big Hero 6 and also in Ralph Breaks the Internet. Okay, so that's a great little Easter egg. I guess uh, we'll all be looking out for that now every time we watch a Pixar movie. So Or a Disney animated film. Exactly. Okay, that was the Easter egg. And uh, let's get to our feature presentation. <laughs> Friendships and animation. Most animated films showcase friendship in one shape or form toy story famously has a song about friendship but we're not going to be talking about toy story we're talking about a couple of uh properties that we haven't mentioned as much 
on this podcast. And let's let's start with uh, SpongeBob, of course, the best friends of SpongeBob and Patrick Starr. Yes, of course. So for people who may not be familiar, can you just tell us who these characters are? SpongeBob SquarePants, of course, the title character of the show and the main character and the star. But Patrick Starr, who's a pink chubby starfish, is his best friend. And he he is pretty dumb. <laughs> to I know, say but the least. really funny too. Yeah, not very bright, but lovable and good-hearted. Yeah, so that that's the thing about their friendship is that they're both not the smartest, but they really just from the get-go are are the best of friends and they go on ventures together. They really the unique thing about them is that they really I think resonate with each other's energy. They don't mind being silly together, which often antagonizes their neighbor, Squidward. Can you tell us about some some examples of their friendship? For instance, going jellyfishing or in the movie going on an adventure to search for King Neptune's stolen crown from Shell City or when they were selling wanting to sell chocolate and become entrepreneurs and the funny part when a when one of then screams chocolate throughout <laughs> that episode. Yeah, they're always the thing about them is that they're always encouraging each other. I think sometimes it's not for the best. There's one famous episode where SpongeBob thinks that he's ugly and that he's scaring people off because of that. Because of his halitosis. Yeah, be, because it's he actually uh, has really bad breath. <laughs> and Patrick kind of encourages SpongeBob to accept the fact that he's ugly and that it's that's just the the way it is. Until the end, though, they realize they're not ugly at all. It's only their breath, and they say to be silly. We stink. We stink. Yes. At the end. <laughs> So sometimes that kind of a hundred percent encouragement can backfire in, in comical ways, but for the most part, they really got each other's backs. And that's not to say that they always get along. There are a few episodes where they have fights, and I think that's actually important to show. Like for instance, Big Pink Loser, when Patrick wants to get awards and achievements like his best friend SpongeBob does. In order to achieve his award, he copies SpongeBob and mimics him. Like when they're working together and then they he starts to copy him and then SpongeBob starts to copy Patrick. And then at the end, just like in the beginning of the episode when Patrick got an award, but it was actually for SpongeBob, SpongeBob got the award, but it was actually for Patrick and Patrick is finally happy to have achieved the award. And by the way, that award that Patrick wins at the end is like something about being the laziest starfish in the world (laughs) that was a good episode but yeah i think it's important to show how even best friends can get annoyed with each other and and have fights and how they reconcile i know like another one i remember when the episode when spongebob lost his i his name tag and you were doing some practice and Patrick wouldn't say hi to SpongeBob. And one part SpongeBob accidentally called SpongeBob SpongeBob. <laughs> yeah, it's very silly. Or like when the earliest episodes opposite day when they pretend to be Squidward. <laughs> yeah, it's very silly. But I do think it's definitely one of the more wholesome friendships in an animated TV. And film. And film right now, for sure. So let's let's go to 
a friendship that that was a little more antagonistic at first uh, in DreamWorks Home. Yes, um, Home was released in 2015, and it is loosely based on a novel called The True Meaning of Smek Smek Day by Adam Rex. Yeah, and can you tell us about the main characters and their friendship? There, first, there's an alien from a galactic race called the Boov, and his name is O, and he's an outcast. He doesn't fit in with the other Boov alien folk. He's kind of lonely, and he wants to party, so he plans a party, but other Boov don't like partying like he does. But then he accidentally sends a party invitation to the whole galaxy, <laughs> even the Gorg, who they think is their sworn enemy. And then... Along the way, O meets a, li a little girl named Tip, whose real name is Gratuity Tucci. And since Boof have taken over Earth, um, she's the only human there left. And O teams up with Tip to go find her mother, who's all the way in Australia. Tip doesn't want O around at first because... Yeah, they're, I mean, they're, they're basically enemies. At first, and then they go around the world in a flying car. And how do they um, end up becoming friends? They come along the way and they learn that friends and family can be can be anybody no matter what. And so how exactly do they become friends? Like what do they do to learn that hey maybe they discover their differences and even though they're different on the outside they're the same on the inside. At first they were lonely but now they found each other and they're best friends. So what ways does this film show us that they're best friends? When they go along the journey, a long journey around the world, and they don't like each other at first, but later on, they learn to like each other. And in ways that has similar ways in manner to Lilo and Stitch. O is like Stitch, and Tip is like Lilo. I remember also in the film when O changes colors, like, like all other Boog do, like chameleons. And also O, when he's sad, he turns blue. When he's angry, he turns red. When he's happy, he turns yellow. I'm not sure but what feeling it is, but then he turns pink, and when he's lying, he turns green. Mm. But his main color was purple. It's part of, like, the way they learn to communicate, right? Yeah. She understands what these colors represent, and it's a way for them to bond. And, I, you know, I always like uh, films where it's kind of two people on opposing sides coming together and learning about the other person, realizing oh, actually, that person doesn't fit my preconceived notions of who that person is or what group that person is from. Home is also one of the many DreamWorks films that got a follow-up TV show called Ho O Adventures with Tip and O, which was one of the many shows DreamWorks did for Netflix. And how, I mean, how did the friendship between the two characters develop on that show? Do you know? They got along well and they go on new adventures. Yeah, would you say it's kind of like a, a, at that point, it was like a SpongeBob and Patrick type of friendship where it was already established, like, yeah, these two characters are best friends. Kind of, though, but a little different. How how so? It's, well, O, Tip's more serious, O is more silly. So it's more of a contrasting personalities type of thing, whereas with Patrick and SpongeBob, they're very similar as characters. Yeah, yeah. Here with Home, it's more like a opposites attract kind of thing. Yeah. Okay, great. And then last but not least, there is uh, Big Hero 6, which you're a big fan of. Yes, yes. That big Hero 6 is um, released in 2014, and the main character in the film is a little boy named 
Hiro Hamada. His friendship with... A balloon-like nurse robot, a healthcare companion named Baymax. I guess their friendship kind of starts on a rocky position because Baymax was actually created by Hiro's older brother who... Who tragically died in the beginning in a fire. Yeah, he he died in the fire, and so Baymax kind of, in some ways, a reminder of his brother, but also as a proxy for his brother. I know. So can you tell us a little bit more about the friendship between Baymax and Hero? Hero is sad after the tragedy of and loss of his brother. Then Baymax comes along, and he introduces Hero as his healthcare companion. And he sees Hero when he accidentally stubs his foot on something and then asks him on a scale of one to ten, how would you rate your pain? Hero and Baymax later see that there's one of the microbots that they think wasn't destroyed in the fire. But then they discover in an old warehouse there's a mysterious villain who's creating them. And when they all discover that, they they team up with their friends and with some cool high-tech superhero and armor in suits to stop that evil villain. And they later discover who the culprit is. It's actually, which is a shocking plot twist we didn't see coming. It was actually Professor Callahan, and we thought he died in the fire, but... Yeah, he, he shielded himself. And he was the one responsible for killing Hero's brother. That's kind of the driving conflict at that point because Hero wants revenge. And he actually, it's really intense. He actually removes, it's like Baymax's healthcare chip, which is like the do no harm kind of chip. And he orders Baymax to kill the professor. That was kind of, kind of intense. Yeah. Well, it goes back and forth from there because like, Baymax is trying to convince... Uh, luckily, they, they stop Baymax from following the order. But from that point on, it's it's kind of this struggle between Hero and Baymax where Baymax is trying to convince Hero to do the right thing, not to seek revenge. I know. And the way he does it, he actually shows Hero video of his brother. Yeah, and how touching it was. And we think at first ca- that Alistair Cray, the head of... Of, of a tech innovation company was the masked man, but it was actually Callahan. And I remember Hiro and Baymax's other friends, Bread, Honey Lemon, Gogo, and Wasabi, worked with them to stop that evil person. Yeah, and it actually, you know, it's interesting because the, uh, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen Big Hero 6, uh, we learned that actually Professor Callahan is seeking revenge revenge on Cray because... Because he lo- he's the one responsible for his daughter who got lost in a portal. Right, and so it's it's kind of this reflection on Hero, and Baymax is instrumental in stopping Hero from going down this path. And yeah, so it's, it's like actually a really touching way of showing how friendship can help save a person from going down a dark path and, and help a person to grieve in, in ways that are beneficial and, and not self-destructive. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And then when Hero and Baymax went into the portal to save Hero's, save Callahan's daughter, Baymax was damaged, though, and then he sacrificed himself and told Hero that he'll always be with him. And then Hero left the portal without Baymax, and it was kind of sad, but then Hero discovered something. He still had the chip that made Baymax who he was, and then Baymax was brought back. So, I mean, it, it does have a, a happy ending. And Baymax and their friends are together, and 
they're also a superhero team to save the world in also the city of San Francisco called Big Hero 6. And they have new adventures together in the TV show based on that movie, which I've seen. Kind of like Home, it again starts from this basis of friendship between those two characters and they just go on more adventures. I know, and Big Hero 6, I liked just as much as those Incredibles movies. Different, but I like it just the same in, in different ways. Okay, so what are some lessons that we can take away from all of these films and, and TV shows about the value of friendship? You can be friends with no matter who it could be, whether it's some it's somebody who looks di- different from you, whether it's a boy or it's a girl or it's some different, whether it's not human or it's a different creature. <laughs> yeah, whether it's an alien or a robot. Yeah, or like SpongeBob who's square and Patrick who's a star. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. I mean, friendship can be found anywhere, and I think that's a valuable thing to remember. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate your time. If you like what we do, consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash animation and beyond. In the meantime, we have a trivia question from Ezra. What real-life toy was Woody from Toy Story inspired by? Yeah, so, I mean, we didn't get to talk about Toy Story and friendship in that one and this one, but we thought we acknowledge, yeah. So, if you know the answer to this question, give us a shout on Facebook or send us an email at animationandbeyond at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of Animation and Beyond. Bye! See you later. (laughs) 